This is Ice Cream Man Podcast. I'm Kevin. Let's get into it. Topic today is called spiritual warfare. So I've been thinking about this, alright? Now the time that we are living in, the current time, 2023, um, I think a lot of the spiritual community has been kind of uh, infiltrated in a way uh, by Marxist ideology and uh, basic kind of what Trump people might call deep state or whatever, you know, the elite class, uh, however you want to call these people. I think they've kind of misguided a lot of the spiritual community, right? So I've been thinking about this topic. And some of the things I I came up with are kind of interesting. So let's let's think about this. Okay, spiritual people. There's a lot like in the books, and a lot of the books come from the same publishers, right? And I know for a fact that uh, many spiritual books have been uh, well. There's tinted over with uh, Marxist ideology. Okay. Um, there's actually like a, a thing called, you can research it, but it's, I think it's called Marxist history. Uh, something like that, something to that effect. But the whole point of uh, this ideology, you know, I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's just saying that Marxist ideology, um, Marxist history, sorry, uh, their kind of modern role is to bend history into like a kind of Marxist fashion, like uh, oppressor and oppressed. And and so that's the way they're supposed to write, interpret history. And this is actual, like, you know, it's discussed and talked about. It's not a conspiracy. You can just research it, right? Um, so this is a, uh, right now people are bending it. And, you know, Maybe other historians have bent the past and their ideology as well, right? Okay, so um, a lot of spiritual books say stuff like, oh, if you're a real spiritual person, you don't need to have children, right? This is like a basically global agenda, you know, This who's to say it is, right? Maybe it could be true, but at the same time, who are the elites, right? The elites are uh, people that... They believe in spiritualism too, but they also believe in lineage and uh, improving their genetic stock, right? That's kind of how, how the elite think, right? So this is one of the things that's kind of floating around in the spiritual bookshelves, like one world. And yeah, sure, it is one world, but who's controlling that world, right? You know, what's the... The, if uh, one world government could be good or bad, right? Depending on who's running it, you know, it could be it could go very, very wrong, right? It's obvious, and it could be like a spiritual truth that there is one universe, right? Or one whole galaxy, and then people can, the government's propaganda, people can use that to their advantage, right? So. A lot of spiritual truths have been used for political agendas. 
and a lot of this uh it is a fact you know about vegetarianism and stuff uh in hindu literature and everything and it is and they say you know it's, it can help you advance spiritually and grow spiritually as a person being a vegan however you know most of your body is made of proteins right so i think uh a lot of people would say that eating a lot of protein is probably better for you you know i'm not trying to dissuade you either way but consider like i think eating a lot of protein you're going to be a healthier person long term and uh you know the new thing that's all across the world is like oh veganism is the future and stuff like that but you know i don't I don't really believe that I, in my this my point in life i think i have to eat a lot of protein and fats to uh, be healthy and look young and feel good right mm. i've also tried veganism but nowadays nutrition is probably lower you know and uh, in, in, uh, in the vegetables so i think personally um but this is just one thing okay so there's a uh, like a tint of like uh, communism and stuff in the new spiritual community like oh one world and wherever wherever we go we all go together and all this th type of stuff and uh, i don't really i don't buy that i think that's a misnomer right and i think they use misuse and there's a lot of these older uh middle age or 30 to 40 women and they're all into the spiritualism but they're single right so this is like a whole new phenomena um and personally i think your spiritualism and meditation develop way higher than if you're a couple uh than opposed to being by yourself and this is you know going back all the way to buddhism and everything right and uh there's kind of conflicting viewpoints and there's benefits to, to going into a, like a monastery but there's also negatives as well right so this has kind of been like a historical thing about spiritualism where does it uh where does it end and where does it begin right does it begin when you just go to a place and then you're spiritual then or does it or just does it does it just keep going constantly day moment by moment, right? So where does your spiritualism end and where does it begin? When did it start? When did you start being spiritual, right? When did you figure out that you're spiritual? And what's that line? Why? Why is it uh, easier to be relaxed and feeling good at the beach as opposed to being at your work and being relaxed, right? This is the kind of the, the work. This is what the work is, right? Trying to feel good in as many situations as possible, right? Um, that's why I think in the long run, the monk becomes weak. In some ways, his mind becomes beautiful and uh, and vast and pure, right? But then it's the conflict of society that kind of can shape you.
to a stronger person, right? And you have to be integrated in, in your town, right? And this was kind of the Chinese uh, parable about the man and the bull, right? I don't know the whole s story behind the bull, but you look up the man and the bull uh, about meditation, about being a monk or whatever. I think the bull was his mind, and you have to get control of his mind. And then he can ride the bull, right? And the bull can... And at the same time, you can let the leash go and let the bull walk away and come back, right? Um, yeah, so warfare in the spiritual community. And then consider that the media and uh, books, television, movies, almost like a majority is negative and uh, vengeful and violent and whatever, all the negative words, right? And that's a warfare upon your mind, right? If you consider yourself as kind of maybe a thought creator or a thought maker, or if you, or, or if you're uh, like a magician, you know, like in, in you're in England, maybe you're thinking you're a magician or whatever. Um, if you're a good magician, like in you know the Dungeons and Dragons character, you would read good magician books, right? You would read good books. So. So you get to choose, you get to choose what you put into your mind, in a way, and you can divert good positive material, and that'll make make it easier for you to be on a good baseline, right, a positive baseline, not always, but I mean, to some degree, if you're putting good material in, you're going to be, your average would be better than somebody who takes a negative all the time, right? If you're a black magician, you'll look at violence and all that type of stuff, right? And then, yeah. Because you, you change who you are and your chemistry and your mind and what you focus on by uh, what you let in, allow in. War in the spiritual community. I'm I'm just uh, running the gunning on this, so I'm... Uh, I have nothing planned really, just, I, I just realized, you should realize that a lot of the books that are published are all tinted in a, in a certain light, right, and it's been like this for a long time, and certain groups take control, and certain groups like to kind of erase their competition from history, right? I'm not an expert in history. I've read a lot of old books, but I focus mostly on philosophy and psychology and spiritual texts. India has a very vast, uh, vast history, amazing history. So many different cultures. But spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare. So there's black magicians and there's white magicians. And the black magicians, 
They run like Hollywood and they want run media. And they can't they try and use negative energies to do to uh vibrationally influence people, right? And then the good magicians. I think most people are good. And I think everybody is a magician or a thought creator. If you don't like the word magician, I would say you're a thought creator. And your frequency goes far. And you can have big, big impacts in the world. But you all have your strengths as well. Like some people have strength in one area. Uh, there's a mastermind principle from uh, 17 Laws of Success by Napoleon Hill. And uh, one of the, those laws is uh, mastermind. So you can grab people. If you're not an uh, expert in or you don't have a strength in one area, you should know, understand your strengths and weaknesses, right? sort of talks about in that chapter and then you you fill in the gaps with people that are really good at something right uh, i don't know really much what else i'm going to say i think i might just do a short podcast but uh spiritual warfare oh symbols you know there's a lot of symbols that we see and i think your intention, your energy, give a symbol as power. I don't think there's a really good and bad symbols. I just think there's energetic symbols. I don't know. It's really hot where I am right now. So summer's coming. I'm not selling ice cream anymore. You know, I'm done from that. Done from Rainbow. But uh, I like that job and. Sometimes when I'm in Vancouver area, I, I stop in at the shop, right? Say hi to those guys because they're my, my lifelong friends, you know. Those are people that I enjoyed uh, working with. And uh, uh, when you have all these, just think of all those years, all those summers I had, long summer nights, you know, how, uh, how beautiful a summer day is. It like feels like it goes on forever, right? And it's like hot out and you're driving the truck all day and on a hot day you usually make a lot of money. So you got all this money, head back, and yeah, that's fun. That's a good job. I'm kind of thinking, you know, people are always thinking what what are they gonna do with their life, right? There's something I think about too. I kind of make it make a one goal decision for the year, right? And then I kind of just work on that. But they also have sub goals. I'm not saying I'm a super successful person, obviously, but I mean, I like to, I like to work on certain things just for fun. Because me, if I turn on the radio, I'm like thinking. This is crap, crap, crap. I'm looking, I'm looking for good songs, right? 
And when I get to that point, then I'm like, I'm going to make songs. And then I make songs, and my songs are, you know, for me, my songs are way better than the fucking crap they make on the radio. Man, and same with the... I think my cartoons are awesome. And I don't know, if... If I, if I get bored with something, TV show, whatever, then I have to create something, right? I have to make, make it like I, I wrote a book, I, I wrote a philosophy paper, I write songs, and I always have to create something. It makes me feel good, it makes me feel focused, it makes my mind clear and focused. At the same time, uh, there's like a bit of an anxiety because um, when you when I create a cartoon or I create a song, I kind of know the general gist of it, right? I know the general gist, but then when I start working on it, when I start working on it, there's there be, becomes an anxiety until it's done, right? So I get this kind of, I get this imperative or uh, motive to complete it right so and once that kicks in gear you're kind of like it's in the back of your mind right i used to make a make cartoon like a day or two right so i would just uh wake up early i just live on coffee 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 all day go 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 in front of the computer just drawing 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 making this changing the color adding because cartoon is a lot of work holy shit man for real like I'm making like uh, 0.3 second picks and then I got to line them all up to make a three minute commercial and then oh, the amount of work I put in and then I publish it and I only get like a couple hundred views, three, four hundred views and then I'm like what the hell man, all that work I did for that much. And then I imagine down the road I'll probably get a lot, a million views I'm hoping, right? But um and then I would publish some stupid bear video about you know, me seeing a bear and I get 3,000 views in like a day, right? I was like, what the hell, man? I can just put up this crap and I get a lot of views. Or if I really put a lot of work into it, I just get a few views. So, you know what? Maybe I'm a crappy videographer or editor. That's, you know, it is what it is. But I still like doing it, right? Because I've been doing it for for a while I think I used to be into like the Tom Green kind of con uh comedy like <laughs> Tom Green he, he he used to make me laugh that guy I'd do these stupid videos like bad editing and everything but it was funny I used to make music videos and me, me and my friends Make amazing videos. Okay, 19 minutes of spiritual warfare. You know, there's a episode in the Clone Wars uh, cartoon series with Yoda. And Yoda goes into a battle with his dark side. The dark side is like his altered twin, right? And the dark side is just his dark energy. And the dark side fights him, right? So he's fighting his, his his black energy, Yoda, and then and then he comes out and he wins, right? He wins for the good. 
he conquers his, his dark side, he conquers it, right? I recommend that uh, cartoon, it's a very good cartoon. Um, you know, the state of the world is pretty crazy right now. You know, I was thinking about that. There's a letter allegedly by Albert Pike, right? And the thing is, people say it's not legit because it talked about Albert Pike was a Freemason, like a high-level Freemason, one of the from the beginning or something in the United States. I don't know the whole details, but high-level guy. And it's alleged that he had this letter, and this letter talks about how they were going to create the First World War and then create the Nazis in the Second World War and then create a Third World War and then try to do a, a one-world government with the Luciferian as the religion. So the other religions were going to fail or fight each other in the big war, right? Uh, he said the Christians and the Muslims and the Jews would all fight each other. This is what this letter says, right? And then after that, there'd be like one world government, Luciferian would be the the one world religion, right? And then you see like what's going on, and it's like, oh man. But then nobody is confirmed, I think, that that's, it could be just a uh, crap, it could be garbage uh, information, right? But if the letter is real, it's very kind of fascinating. I don't, I haven't researched its uh, history to see if it is legit, but it's one of those things that it's kind of interesting. There's a lot of mystery about the Masons, right? Or, in my opinion, there, there's some uh, spiritual esoteric uh, rituals that they do, a lot about energy, the symbolism, magicians, all that type of shit, right? But I think they're also like the arm of the royal family. So the high royals, they're all Freemasons, right? And they're, they have been the rulers for a long time. So in my opinion, the way they would rule their lands, you know, like uh, Great Britain, pretty much rules or ruled uh, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, for a while, America, you know, maybe they still do run America, right? But the British uh, royal family. And my opinion is they would use Freemasonry as a, a political extension arm of the royal family. And that's my opinion about that. So they had judges in foreign countries and they had judges and, and bankers and lawyers and media people. That's how the royals would uh, run. I guess it goes back like 100 more and more years, right? Uh, that's how they would maintain control of the colonies right and this is my viewpoint i don't could be totally wrong but just from outside view you see it looks pretty obvious right you got all these premiers and all this stuff and they're all masons and then you got uh royals that are masons the royals are obviously sitting on top you know
and then the people that run the Fed, I think these are like the, the rulers of the world, the people that run the Fed. But uh, who knows who they are. And then there's people that think um, there's a group of Americans that are trying to push these guys out of their country. So the Trump team, right? Uh, the Q people. And they're trying to get the country out of the hands of the bankers, the world bankers, right? But if a country is like a business and it's signed contracts with all these bankers and financial people, then no matter what the politician comes in, they've signed a contract years ago. So what can the politician do, right? So I even think my bet, I don't know, man. I think Trump's hands are tied about a lot of things. I don't think he can do what he wants to do. I don't think any person can get in there and do what they want to do because all the contracts are signed years ago and they have to be paid with interest. And you know, There's different like factions and the people, people saying that the, the globalists the goal was to prop up um, China and Asia, right? And then they were going to collapse the United States, which isn't like a natural cycle of the growth of a nation, right? This is in Tragedy and Hope book. So a nation will... New territory, you can start a nation. And if it's good territory... Okay, so it goes like... Uh, the empire used to be like in Egypt, right? Huge wealth, power. And then it kind of, like, I'm not an expert in all this. It's just kind of an overview. And then it kind of those rulers and the elites kind of intermarried and Rome came up, right? And then Rome and then Great Britain and Industrial Revolution. And then once they discovered the new lands, then boom, there was huge boom because there's less restrictions in new territory, right? You have more freedoms in new territory. And uh, and then after years and hundreds of years or whatever, then a parasitic class will come in and try and suck all the money from the... Because when a new land is created, it generates a huge amount of wealth, right? So then eventually over time, a parasitic class will come in and start sucking off that money, right? And then the... The, the the asset would degenerate, you know, and then eventually kind of collapse, right? And that wealth will go to a different place. So basically, they're they're thinking, well, U.S. has already been grown, built up, right? So now let's build up China. This is like 50 years ago or whatever, right? Maybe longer. So the plan is to build up China and then take over China. But now China is smart. So they kick all those guys out. They know who they are, right? It's hard to go to China if you're not Chinese and kind of uh, <laughs> take over that country, obviously, right? Because if you're, if you're white or whatever you are, you try to go to China, they're probably not going to trust you. So 
kind of the thinking is this is just like an overview but thinking and this is i listen a lot to alex jones too so thinking is that the the globalists were kind of betrayed by china so china they took control of their government you know they can nationalize anything they want right um so now the globalists, the U.S. collapse is happening right now. And the globalists have kind of put them in a tight spot. And they need to expand wars and expand debt to keep the Fed going, right? Because otherwise the Fed can't print money. If they can't expand band debt they can't print money and if they can't print money then things will start to collapse that's kind of the overview i'm not an expert at all but this is just kind of what i'm hearing right and they they say a lot of people say that all the wars and stuff is all from the banks the banks have to expand and all the immigration is about expanding the debt because it's kind of like a, yeah, it's a Ponzi scheme. You have to keep it going. Because uh, it's too big to pay off now. And the only thing they can do is extend it, keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. But other than that, I'm very positive and hopeful for the future. Uh, I feel good about myself. And it's not about, you know, the worldwide events can uh seem kind of bummed out right but you can always crush you can have an awesome day right you can wake up tomorrow have an awesome amazing day it doesn't matter what uh what the world is happening right you can plant a garden you can go for a nice long walk have a have a cigarette if you smoke you know i don't know coffee whatever you can always have a great day do meditation Go for a swim at the lake. It's always in your, your power. The warfare is always with you. It's with yourself. But you have to understand yourself. Right? You have to understand yourself. And who you are as a person is absolute. If you don't know where you're gonna go, then you'll never ever get there. If you don't know where you're gonna go, then you'll never ever get there. I'm the rumble in the jungle, the rappers are humble, keep it rich. KT's gonna fuck that bitch, a pop a stitch inside of your if face. You KT's gonna spray gonna go. with mace, it's just a motherfucking case. I'm gonna pass it on to Big Tasty. Y'all, your bitches, don't try to even chase me. If you don't know where you're gonna go, then you'll never ever get there. Go, then you'll never if you ever don't get know there. They call me Big Tasty. You see me on the street, you see me on the side. You know that I knew 
enough left and right to get by You know that I'm gonna dress up and probably wear a tie And drink a Mai Tai and you gotta know that I'm your guy And I like to get fly Everybody knows that I'm a sipping guy that's big tasty You've heard of me, you know I'm coming in loud on your MP3 Everybody kick off your shoes and wave to my friend Because we're about to lay an egg that's gonna be a hen Get there